Welcome, my fiendish friends, to Diz Horror. Podcast edition. Thank you for joining me this week. And let's have a look at some of this crazy news that's been going on this past week before I get started today. And I've just seen that Five Nights at Freddy's has got a new poster showing off the characters, Freddy Fazbear and Friends, and that it's released on October the 27th. It is starring Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard. There is a trailer available now. Just seen it on YouTube. Looks fantastic in my honest opinion. But that's just me. I don't know about everybody else. There's a lot of people who don't really like these video game adaptations. But personally, this one looked pretty good. So looking forward to that one. The Meg 2 has actually gotten a PG-13 rating. Uh, so due to action and violence and some bloody images. Yes, there's some language and brief suggestive material in there as well. So, you know, PG-13, pretty good. Not too scary for the adults. Maybe a bit scarier for the little kiddies. So keep an eye out on that one. Winona Ryder is officially confirmed as on Beetlejuice 2, returning as Lydia Deeds. A little snap of her on set was captured by somebody and posted on Twitter. So that's good. We're going to see Lydia Deeds in there with Jenna Ortega playing her daughter as well as Catherine O'Hara returning as Delia Dietz, Lydia's mother. So that's fantastic. Mixing all of them in with Tim Burton directing, along with Michael Keaton as the man himself, Mr. Beetlejuice, and Monica Bellucci as his wife. And we've also had Willem Dafoe confirmed as well. That's shaping up to be a pretty good movie. I'm looking forward to that one. The Exorcist Believer got bad reviews after a test screening in New York, with people saying it was too long and not scary. The same could be said about the original Exorcist, I suppose. We'll just have to wait and see. However, there is plenty of time before it's released. Maybe the studio will do some fixing and get it better. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey has announced that it's getting a sequel. Oh dear. Why? Please, tell me, why? I actually watched the first one myself personally last night. I haven't seen it before, so I sat down to watch it after this announcement. It wasn't the greatest. But yet, it has managed to pull in the monies to get it a sequel. We'll see. Besides Winnie the Pooh, though, I have watched Renfield this week. An absolutely funny movie. It is bonkers. It really is. If you haven't seen Renfield yet, absolutely recommend it. It is rated R because of the gory violence that's in there. But it's definitely worth watching. Fantastic Absolutely brilliant. So the stories I've got for you this week, I've got three of them, and they're all about demonic possession. What do we think about demonic possession? Is it for real? Well, according to these stories, it is. If these stories are to be believed, that is. So if you're ready, are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. So our first story this week was posted on Reddit by Matthew Zinn, and it's called Demon and Illness Between Years. Hi, my name is Matthew, and I'm diagnosed with schizophrenia. I really wanted to share this with someone and see what they could possibly say about it. So the day that it started was when I had broken down and asked for help and made it clear that it didn't matter where it came from. That day, 
I had an experience that changed my whole life. I was crying and asked for help. My bed shaked like an earthquake. I saw a ghost, a, a female demon with two giant horns, and something came descending upon me like a snowflake, but a bit bigger. It was black, but translucent. It entered my body and I fell cold where it landed. Then I slept and I was out of my body. While I remember leaving, I don't remember what I did. It changed to me having conversation with two people, one being more human where I could see him, but the second one I thought it was bad one, and I thought that because it was like a fog and his colour was black, and I signed a contract, I suppose I'd signed something, that I am sure. I started hearing voices, see shadow people, demons in photos, and eventually intense pain in my heart, and the inability to sleep. Then I got diagnosed with schizophrenia, I didn't accept it. Then I got the most excruciating pain in my heart and started to see things more vividly. Once I saw my arm black with big nails like a demon arm. Then it opened my third eye and I saw the end of the world and the version choked me was of nuclear warfare with angels descending from heaven. I am really stupid and still refuse to take my meds so this happened to me plenty of times. I'd go off meds and felt someone pushing something into my heart and the pain. The last one I saw my soul being taken to an altar and it changed from white to black. That was the most intense pain I felt. I didn't sleep for seven days and it only ended when I took my meds. I woke up to the voice of God with angels singing and while it's extremely sad, I don't remember what he said. I'm pretty sure he was there to help me. I once had a vivid dream where I saw myself as a demon. Like I was watching myself and touching my face. I just knew it was me. My real problem is I'm bored and I hate my life. While nothing happens when I'm on meds, things will happen when I'm not. I hear screams, spirits keep coming and telling me it's bad. One even used my breathing nostrils to say bad 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 the problem is there i'm fascinated with the things i shouldn't be i was warned many times in my dreams but i still refuse while i was never a bad guy i suppose always helped someone in need when i could i didn't interact much with the world so this comes from an atheist that didn't believe in god and asked for help and got what he deserved any information or any similar stories anyone can share i think i'm ill but it's not as superficial as you're a schizophrenic i think when i take the meds i deny the demon the contract and when i don't take the meds i am agreeing with the contract the most upsetting thing is why i would do that i did encounter a succubus though if it was the agreement i don't know I had a fascination on Satan and why he left God. But after studying, I think he never really was an angel. Now I chose this story because it had a personal familiar feel to it. As a person myself, I take medication for other things that it's prescribed for. It feels somewhat similar to what Matthew feels when I don't take them. So is this a true story? 
based on what I know and how uh, my own experiences, I believe it could be, but I don't know for sure. It is really good story though. It's short, and you can feel the emotion of Matthew in that story. What do you think to the story? This next story from Reddit is posted by Friendly Dork Two Thousand and Four. And it's titled, My Mother Tried to Possess Me. Hey everyone, I belong to a small town in Japan, and for many years it has been very secluded from all the modern day technology and professors' conservative and backward ideologies. But my dad, who was brought up in a different area for a few years of his childhood, didn't believe in any of that. And my upbringing was also modernized because of his thoughts, processes, and parenting skills. I don't remember much of my mother as I had lost her at a very young age of eight years old due to a terrible illness which totally destroyed her skin and made her look rather unpleasant. Many doctors and shamans refused to help her as she wasn't from the town but actually came there because of her marriage. When the word about my mom got out, many kids started teasing and calling her names, like the ugly scary woman who lives in the brown home, the scary woman who kidnaps young girls for new skin, the witch who took my father's youth. Basically, in conclusion, my mom wasn't really welcomed in the area, and she never felt like home. When my mother passed, my dad couldn't take it, and it was hard being a single parent, so after the morning rituals and cremating her, we left for a new town to never return back. But maybe fate had some other choices. Naturally, we started to adjust to the new place and life was coming to a stable end. When I started having visions of my mum roaming around her grave looking for us. At first, I didn't tell my dad because I didn't want to upset him further. But the visions became more and more realistic me imagining that my mom was unhappy with her grave place. She kept saying, I don't like this town. The other people buried here make fun of me. This grave is so far from you guys. I can't see you or visit you often. Shift me to a new ground. I don't like this town. Many a times it scared me so much that I couldn't sleep the whole night. And eventually I had to tell my dad. As already mentioned, my dad doesn't believe in spiritual things and at first he took me various psychiatrists and they all said maybe it's because of the trauma but the vision that scared me the most was when I saw my mom trying to open the new door handle. After that, most of the things are blurry for me and all I know is my dad's point of view. Apparently one day my dad came back from work and he saw me cooking something which is super weird because... I don't cook that often, and it had a very familiar smell. I asked him to sit down for dinner, and he happily obliged. The whole time I looked rather gloomy and didn't see him in the eye. Whenever my dad tried asking about my visions, I dodged the questions and started talking about irrelevant stuff. But dad, being tired, didn't take much notice of it. But everything came crashing down when suddenly my dad dropped the glass of water and the words that came out of my mouth horrified him. I said, Honey, 
You are clumsy as ever. Please take care of yourself. My dad was horrified to hear those words because I would never call my father honey and it's something my mother used to call him. After that, everything was kind of hurried down like in conclusion, he took me back to our hometown and we did the rituals and my mom's grave was changed to our new town, which was less crowded and closer to us. My dad thinks my mom just wasn't happy there and used me as a way to express her emotions, but I am not really sure. Last night, after seven years, I had a vision of my mother. She was in the same old graveyard, but this time tied to her grave. She whispered with a lot of pain, it wasn't me. And then suddenly the grave door was closed by a lady in a black dress. And she smiled at me with a rather uncomfortable, eerie air. Now that short story would make an absolutely epic movie. It really would. So you got the possessing demon obviously knowing things. It's safe to say it wasn't the mother that did the possessing from what was said at the end there. So who or what was the black lady? And what were their intentions? Who knows? This next story posted to Reddit by FalseCurrency4038. This one's called Creature in Room, Something Talked Through My Child. This is a true account of what has been happening to my family. I only changed my daughter's name. December 3rd, 2022, it was around 10 p.m. My daughter was asleep on the sofa. I took her up to bed and she was sleepwalking and she said, Stop it, Dad. I said, I haven't done anything, Kelly. I laughed. She stopped in her tracks and then had this odd bent forward posture with her arms stretched down by her sides and said, I'm not Kelly, but in an odd old woman's voice with a deliberate pause before she said her name. Of course you're Kelly, silly, I replied and laughed. She then carried on walking half asleep to her bedroom. She got into bed and closed her eyes. I kissed her on her head and I said, Love you, Kelly. She started to fidget in her bed with her eyes still closed and announced, I said, I'm not Kelly. The same old woman's voice and pause before her name and also now a bit of irritation in her voice. Then I realized this wasn't my daughter mimicking someone. This was someone else. I then got goose pimples up and down my arms and said with a little stutter in my voice, If you're not Kelly, who are you then? My daughter opened her eyes and lifted her head and adjusted herself to be eye to eye with me, started to stare intensely into mine with these matte black eyes with no colour, then put herself back on her pillow and shut her eyes and went back to sleep. I then woke her up and it was like I had woken her from a deep, deep slumber. I said, Kelly, you okay? She says, yes, Dad. Why did you wake me? I said, oh, nothing. Just checking you're okay. And then asked her to pray with me, which she did with no issue, maybe a little confusion. Then I kissed her on the head and said, I loved her and left her to her slumber. Next day, I had to drop a parcel to my neighbors next door. 
The brother and sister opened the door and I gave them their parcel. Then I asked how they were because their mother had died in the summer and I said, do you feel like your mom is about at all? The daughter replied, yes, they feel her presence a lot and that they also had seen a ghost out on the fields in front of our house of a young girl, six years old, who had died on a playing area that used to be there. She then told me she and her mother used to regularly use a Ouija board to contact the little girl and had done this many times speaking to her and the little girl had replied saying she's protecting the area so other children don't get killed like she did. And also a friend of the family who had died was still visiting them in spirit form dressed in a hood and was seen moving through their rooms at night to check on them. I replied don't mess with the Ouija it's a bad thing and said goodbyes to them. It left a sick feeling in my stomach. Two days later I was going to bed for an early shift at work so I went to bed at 11pm. Suddenly I woke but I had my eyes shut and in my head I heard myself say there's somebody in the room. I opened my eyes and in the dark I could see a man with white hair and black glasses working on a device and pressing it into where my wife's side of the bed is. I jumped back shocked and started to get out of bed. I turned my head away and when I looked back he was gone. It was a real person, totally solid and real to look at. I wasn't scared at the time, just bewildered. I went back to sleep somehow, and then again, it happens. I'm suddenly awake with my eyes closed, and once again, my mind is telling me there's someone in the room. I open my eyes, and this time, it's more sinister. To my right, at the side of the bed where my wife sleeps, there's a creature with matte black eyes staring at me. The eyes reminded me of how my daughter looked days before. It was around four and a half feet tall and seemed like a mixture of gargoyle and a gremlin with no wings and long pointed ears that pointed straight up. Nostrils like a gorilla. Its skin was dark green and leathery with light orangey brown strips going down its arms. It was looking straight at me with a mouth that seemed to be frothing on one side and it looked very old exhausted and very hungry and was slowly panting while looking in my direction. I slowly got out of bed, not taking my eyes off it, slowly walked around the bed towards it and noticed it had very long arms with five clawed fingers on each hand. It had the same bent forward posture my daughter had earlier in the week with the arms hanging down by its sides. I also noticed when I was moving from the bed its gaze did not follow me. It seemed to be just looking to where I had been sleeping. And as I got closer, maybe five feet away from it, then disappeared from my room. This time I was scared, but I eventually went back to sleep. The next two weeks were fine, but from late December 2022 into February 2023, I started to have real trouble sleeping. I felt like I was being watched, but also I felt an icy cold wind blow on my neck and around my spine and knees. But my wife and the rest of the family are fine. Just me, I get really cold in areas of my body, around my neck, knees and face, especially between my eyes and nose. If I'm lucky, I will have one or two days good sleep and then a couple of days of bad sleep, maybe two hours sleep each day. I have seen a doctor and had urine and blood tests. They have come back fine. I've been given sleeping tablets and I've been taking calming tablets 
and they do help but it's still happening and getting cold sometimes feels something is there i also saw a vicar and had myself blessed and also a crucifix and a holy bible blessed as well and i went around the house saying the lord's prayer telling it to leave by the power of god that did help for one day the house got very positive and light and i slept really well but the next day i had terrible sleep again i don't know what to do very disturbing to me but other people it just seems like a bad horror movie but for me it feels real and there have been other small things starting to happen which even my other family members have noticed anyway thanks for reading now there's another good one that could be a very good movie now the neighbors having done a Ouija board they obviously released something they obviously didn't do the Ouija properly which can be very risky you must always end it correctly never leave it unfinished I gotta admit from today's stories I kind of wish I was a writer there's been a couple of good movie pictures in this podcast it'd be goodbye I miss but I'm not that good of a writer. If there is anybody who's a good writer out there, maybe you want to reach out to some of these people that I've featured stories of today and see if they'll give you permission to write it up and make it into a movie. I personally believe it would be a very good movie. What do you think? Anyway, that's it for me this week. I'll be back again next week with another three stories. Hopefully as spooky as those ones. If you are following on YouTube, there will be a video up this Saturday with another top 10. However, if you just listen to the podcast, I'll see you next week. So I will be back with another creepy episode. Until then, stay fiendish, my friends, and I'll catch you in the next one.